Standard disclaimer. Always Never Right is in no way, shape, or form performed or produced by professional advice givers. We've just lived a lot. So if any of our life experiences prove useful, we're happy to share, especially if we can share in an entertaining way. But if you have serious problems, please see a therapist, doctor, psychiatrist, life coach, or someone who is actually trained to know what the hell they're doing when passing out advice. Also, please note that most names and the descriptions of many events have been modified to both make things more entertaining and to protect the innocent, the not-so-innocent, and the flat-out guiltiest sin assholes. With that in mind, on to our show. Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, whatever time of day it is for you, good time of day. Yeah, I hope we're on your morning commute, unless you join us in the cocktails, in which case, please don't drink and drive, that's irresponsible. Or, well, morning cocktails is a little weird, Mm, but we don't judge. Today's our first podcast, my name is Jillian Farrell. My name is Gina Biggs. Today we are starting our very first podcast of always never right that's right because i'm always right and i'm never right (laughs) and that's why she runs my personal life because i consistently fuck it up on my own that's a true story that is a true story um today we're going to talk about um you but in a good way Mm -hmm. um first we're going to talk a little bit about our cocktail that we're having we are drinking Mm -hmm. old fashions today it's a beautiful bourbon cocktail I actually make it with a simple syrup that I get from Barsmith. Barsmith is a wonderful simple syrup company. They make all different simple syrups, and I am completely addicted to all of them. And just so you know, I am traditionally a drinker of just the most frou drinks you can possibly imagine, but these things are fucking amazeballs. Yeah, she's like frou drinks and wine exclusively, and mm. I've been learning all about bourbon and whiskey and really enjoying that lately. She's been expanding my horizons, as she often does, because I'm kind of That's lame. how your horizons get expanded. <laughs> That's the only way my horizons get expanded, because <laughs> I have my little box and I want to fucking stay in it. Nice little bubble, your safe bubble. I know, and she makes me <laughs> pop my bubble. You know what? In retrospect, maybe we should do a quick five-minute history of us, just so people have context of our relationship. Right on. Okay. Okay. So we met in, and I shit you not, I remember this exactly. We met in late September, early October, 1995, when we both started working for a major bookseller in a capital city in the Midwest, which I'm being um, specifically... Big. Vague. Thank you. That's the word I was looking for. Um <laughs> And um, I tell you, the first time we met was at the orientation for this giant, massive bookselling corporation. And she walked into the room and was just the most vibrant, vivacious person I've ever seen in my life. And she just owned the room and she minute, the minute she walked into it. And I was sitting there going, I want to be her friend because I have no friends and I'm introverted and maybe she can help me break out of my shell. And sure as shit, she did. You know what, though? And it sucks because I have to admit, I don't remember you at all. I don't, <laughs> I don't remember the day. I don't remember the time. I remember the bookseller. I remember going in. I remember, like, sitting at tables and thinking, this is stupid. I just want a job. I just need to, like, put the books on the shelf. The bookseller <laughs> was just getting ready to open in our town. And so oh. we were actually, it was very fun because we got to put the books on the shelves as they were coming in. It was really fun. I got to alphabetize and it was my life. Yeah. <laughs> it made me happy. Okay. That's a lot for you. You <laughs> should really see the look she's giving me right now because it's a look I've gotten a lot, but I've learned to love because it means I'm about to get a life lesson. <laughs> One time we had put these <laughs> books in this really great section um there were some sort of unusual books like karate (laughs) books and and like books about ninjas and stuff (laughs) like that and so gina tells me that she's got this boy coming in that she really liked in school i had a crush major super huge crush on this guy she's like he's coming in today he's got to get some homework from me he's got to get some notes and i'm like (laughs) cool so I see her talking to this guy, and he was pretty cute, I admit. Yeah, thank so, you. I um, thought it was. Every once in a while, I have a good taste. So uh, I saw her talking to him, and I ran over to that section, and I grabbed this book called How to Be a Ninja. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And I walked over to where she was talking to him, 
And I said, Gina, oh my God, that book you've been waiting for came in. And I handed her the How to Be a Ninja book, face to him, so he could totally see it. And he looked down at the book, and he looked at me, and he looked at her, and she just, like, had no idea what to do. She just totally looked at me like, oh my God, what am I even going to do? I froze. She's I all, froze. thanks. I said, you want me to put it in your locker? She said, yeah sure i had no idea what to say i was mortified i was horrified i'm like but this guy's got a name that's so close to a supreme court justice which is one of my life goals and oh my god what has she done that was awesome her face was just like (laughs) i've been lucky enough to be able to play a lot of okay i don't even i'm not even like a prankster and but you're so gullible it's just the best you know i seriously was in a restaurant once and a guy said do you know the word gullible is not in the dictionary and i said really (laughs) so anyway i believe that of you in all seriousness though i mean i i shit you not this woman used to be made the greeter at this bookseller and it was (laughs) hilarious because she would say the weirdest shit to people when they came in and they would just smile and go oh my gosh you're amazing and wonderful and i love you like the person who came in just in like this weird ass satin suit which i can't explain and do it justice but she said oh my gosh look at you you're in your pajamas you must be so comfortable and (laughs) this is 1995 another guy comes in with like this odd little wool cap on and i said oh big civil war battle going on i know holy shit and they smiled and they loved it i shit you not at my dad's funeral (laughs) she goes up to my dad's older brother she'd met him the day before and they chatted and he thought she was adorable as everyone does and the day of my dad's funeral she looks at my uncle and says oh my gosh don't you clean up nice and his response was yeah i took a bath and everything and he just thought she was the most precious thing in the universe and it cracked me up so you're the only person who's ever called me precious i know what you are precious (laughs) you're precious to me she's my sister she's my soul sister I've chosen her as a sister, and that is one of the most important relationships you can have in your entire life. A chosen sister is important. That's damn straight. Because I love my biological sister. She's amazing. She's fucking Martha Stewart on steroids, but likable. So I love her to death. But this woman I chose to be my sister because she has seriously made such a positive impact on my life. But I'm getting way ahead of myself, and maybe we should get back on topic. So let us tell you a little bit about the podcast. Yes. Our idea for this podcast is because we realized that life throws a lot at you when you're an adult and nobody really mm. prepares you for it. Especially when you're approaching middle age. Oh, shit. Shit gets real. Yeah, it does. Oh, my God. And there's all kinds of stuff that people don't tell you. They don't tell you about like dealing with if you get divorced mm. and you have to deal with your ex forever oh my gosh it's just not actually forever it's only until your kids are like 18 or just a mm. little bit past that a little bit past that and just so you know i have two kids she has one kid i have one she's got millie i've got nina and aj mine are 19 and 10 almost 11 millie just turned 13 <laughs> And I, I shit you not, divorce sucks. And just so you know, for reference, her ex is referred to as Stick for Stick in the Mud. Because stick in the Mud. He's seriously the most vanilla beige person you will he's ever meet so in your beige. life. My ex will be called DB, which can be short for either Dung Beetle because he runs around, rolls around in his own shit, or Douchebag because he's a douchebag. He is a douchebag. So... He's fat, too. We like that. I know. We gained so much weight, and it makes me really happy. Because we've both been fat for a very long time. Mm -hmm. And so we can appreciate how that works. Yes. And we're both not fat now. But that's another topic for later. That's another topic for later. There'll be a forthcoming episode called Former Fatties, where we get into that. But it's it's not about being, like, sanctimonious, because that's not how we roll. Because in all honesty, even though I weighed over 300 pounds, I was still fucking hot. Mm-hmm. I was beautiful. Mm-hmm. And you didn't get that as big as I did, but you were still fucking beautiful. No, I wasn't hot, though. You were hot. Not really. Have you met your husband? He thought you were hot. Yeah, well, he's also delusional about a lot <laughs> of things. He is enraptured by your presence and your energy and the amazing energy you put out in the uni- into the universe. I'm sorry, I need to slow down on, on my drink. Universe energy and hot energy are different. Okay, but they're still valid. But I digress. Moving on. So we Moving wanted on. to talk. This actually, this story actually has a little bit to do with how we met. It does, and it was hilarious. Jillian 
totally reshaped my presence in the world. And here's what happened. Jilly, would you like to, silly Jilly, would you like to tell the story? Don't call me that. Okay. Okay. So <laughs> Gina has <laughs> Gina grew up in a very small town. I mean, seriously, my child my children's high schools are fifty percent more populated than my hometown was. That's a true story. That's a true story. My hometown so, struggles to maintain 1,000 people. Wow. Yeah. It's really yucky. It's at 9.50 right now. There's like not restaurants or anything. There, so, at one point, we've never even had a stoplight. Aw. I know. It's very sad. We had a flashing red light on a stop sign once, but they even got rid of that eventually because it was worthless. Too much. Too trouble, much. Huh? Yeah. Well, so her... Let's just say her worldly experience <laughs> is is limited. And I, that's okay. My first store bought dress, I was two I was um seven years old in second grade. That was the literally the first store bought dress I ever had. I don't even know about that. That doesn't even make sense to me. I know. So she and I used to go shopping <laughs> quite a bit. I was bad um, at it. And neither of us were very we didn't have a lot of money, either of us. We were in college. And this was the mid-90s. Mid-90s. Yeah. It was definitely in the 90s. I was so in my first year of law school. You were in your first year of law school. Neither of us had any money. Um, but she <laughs> really struggled with um, what things might be appropriate for somebody who was in law school, maybe looking to do something with her life. <laughs> well... To put it this way, I really thought that professional wardrobe included double knit pants with sewn in seams. Did you really? That's amazing. Yeah. I know, right? Yummy. <laughs> <laughs> so we had gone someplace really fancy, like the mall. I know. It was a Dillard's. I was a little overwhelmed. Yeah. Dillard's was the fanciest store in our town. Because I remember it was a Dillard's. Dillard's really was the fanciest store in our town. We were yeah. hitting the clearance racks and things like that, pulling things out. And because... I was showing her things, and she pulled something out. And I said, <laughs> you know what? That's you, but in a good way. And even at the time, I was like, I'm flattered? <laughs> it, I didn't mean it as a slam. <laughs> but I think it kind of epitomized our relationship at that point. Of course, you got to remember that when my dad passed away... And we went to the fanciest <laughs> restaurant in the biggest town near my hometown, which is still half an hour away. Oh my god, uh, I had to swallow before you said I know. that. I'd spit take. We um she took me out to get me some alcohol to relax a little bit because I was devastated when my father died. Yeah. And she took me to a restaurant and ordered mojitos. Let's have these new things that I just tried. They're called mojitos. They're great. <laughs> this was a while back. And she explained, yeah, this was in 2006 and she explained to the waitress how a mojito was made. Yep. Crush up the mint. You know, you put the rum in. It's got a little lime. It's delicious. So we got these drinks. <laughs> they did not take mint as the leafy herb leafy that you would find herb. in your garden. No. No, no, no. They took it as the peppermints they had that you popped in your mouth on the way out to clear out the taste yeah. of the meal. This crushed up peppermint in the bottom of a bowl. And I... <laughs> <laughs> With some lime and some gin. She was such a good sport, though. She was like, you know what? It might still be good. Let's give it a taste. And then she tasted it and said, this is fucking awful. It wasn't good. And I'm like, I can't drink fucking awful <laughs> cocktails right before my dad's funeral. That's just mean. No way, man. Can't drink fucking awful cocktails and, before a funeral. But on the upside, she took me to, because I'd come back to, we didn't realize my dad was dying that weekend. We thought it, we were just going to the hospice. And so I had That's no. That's what happened to me too. Isn't that fucked up? That's Monday. Gonna, we, we were calling the hospice. We were going to meet with them on Monday. Yeah. We were going to take my dad home. It was on a Monday, and we were going to take him home Tuesday. Monday's when the hospice was going to come and talk with us about what our our plan was for the next couple weeks. Man. That, by the way, is going to be a whole other episode, because the idea of being the sage and your parent dying. Dead Parent Society. Dead Parent Society. Oh, I like that. Mm. That's, our, that's our club. Anyway, I apologize if you've already joined our club. Oh, shit. <laughs> I'm doing a hiccup. She does have hiccups. I've got the hiccups. I call them hiccups when you hiccup and burp at the same time. That's gross. 
Yeah, I know. I'm really talented at gross shit. So, But I digress. So, yeah. So, we were shopping. And she goes, this is really you, but in a good way. (laughs) Oh, my Lord. We did one hell of a segue there. By the way, I'm 46. I'm 49. Which is unreal. I'm going to be 50 this year. No fucking way. 50 is going to suck. How old is John? By John? My husband's name is John. Oh, we said that already, didn't we? Yeah. Did we say, oh, no, your husband? We didn't say our husbands. We just said our ex-husbands because they're going to be bigger topics of conversation. Oh, fuck. But my husband is John. Her husband is the T. Yeah. We call him the T. Yeah. Because it's the perfect name for him. John is 50, and he will be 51 in June. As an aside, he's also British. Um, Jillian found him for me, and he is freaking amazing apparently we made the same joke to her on the same day so she totally went went, click click oh they should get together and (laughs) i shit you not we'll be married 14 years coming up this year and i am more giddy about him than i've ever been in my life and there's this dip where his back meets his really fine ass ew no You don't get to put that in this. No. This is not about that. It's a beautiful... I just... No. I, I caress Stop. it all the time. Cause it's Ew! <laughs> okay. That's not what this is about. That may or may not end up with elevator music over it. <laughs> no, actually, it won't because I really enjoyed that dry heave. <laughs> we suit each other because my husband and I are the most awkward people They're I've so ever known. They're so awkward. <laughs> It's ridiculous. <laughs> and we're, we both, neither of us have any confidence, and we've both been severely taken advantage of in our past lives before we met each other. Uh, let me see. You're still getting taken advantage of by John. I beg to disagree. Beg to disagree. <laughs> That's not a thing people say. I beg to differ, is what I meant <laughs> to say. But there we go. Okay, by the way, we both get turned really, really quick. But we no, do. I beg to differ because there are times when I take advantage of him and I realize that. What do you do to take advantage of him? <laughs> my ears turned really, really red. Oh, then. yeah, my ears. <laughs> <laughs> But, um, you know, my husband paid off a lot of debt when we got married, and he he takes care of me. He gives me a cup of tea every night, which I know seems like a very simple thing, but the fact that he does it, and he doesn't even, he only asks when he knows I'm doing something else, and he's like, do you want the cup of tea? Otherwise, he naturally brings it for me. He sweetens it exactly as I love. And that's, that's huge. I mean, that counts. It's it's the little things. Sometimes I'll come home and I'll realize he has cleaned the kitchen. He does scrub. Does he make you does he make you say, Wow, you did a great job? Does he say, Look, I cleaned the kitchen? He actually doesn't. And you know what's funny is cool. my daughter, my daughter from my first marriage, and she is a beautiful girl. She is actually very pretty. She and is stunning. She's very smart and she's fun and she's cool. And she has got she has got one of the most loving, giving hearts I've ever known. But she has told me before that did you know that John cleaned up before you got home? And she goes, I feel bad because you didn't say anything. But he actually said, Will you help me with this? Because I want your mother to be happy when she comes home. I mean, that's cool. He contributes in ways that I never anticipated. T has been dealing with the dishes a lot lately. Oh. Now, I will admit, T thinks that that's, like, everything. <laughs> he thinks that's busting his ass around the house, but that's cool. You know what? We're still... I'll totally give it. As we mentioned before, we're Gen Xers. Yeah. We were born in, like, 69, 72 time frame. And, um... We, men were still becoming more aware of what they should and shouldn't be doing. The thing is, my dad did that shit all the time. Oh, uh, really? Oh, yeah. oh yeah. You've mentioned that before. He really did every Saturday. He knew how to can. <laughs> like he could make pickles. He made the best pickles. Wow. And really? Pies. Yeah, he made amazing bread I... and butter pickles and watermelon pickles. 
Oh my gosh, I knew I'd known about the pies, but I didn't know about the pickles. Oh my god, they made the best pickles. Did I ever tell you about when I was born and dad finally cooking? No. My my dad was very progressive for his time period because his mother in the nineteen twenties had a master's degree. So sure. he was very women's That's kind women of can badass. do everything. That is my grandma Jay was incredibly fucking badass. I'm just impressed with her. But um, Dad was very good, but he never cooked until the year I was born. And I I was a late-in-life child <laughs> of a late-in-life yeah. child. And I fucked my mother up when I was born. I mean, yeah. she, she, her kidneys almost failed because Ew, of me. Why? Um, I was, I think it was, uh, at the time they didn't diagnose it, but it, I think it was prenatal diabetes. Oh. I fucked up her kidnel, her kidnels. <laughs> Oh, damn. You said I've had two cocktails and life is good. Um, I love life. I know. Life is awesome. I fucked up her kidneys bad. That sucks. And she Nothing. was actually... Gestational I was, diabetes would do that. I was born three weeks early. Well, plus there's like some kind of weird latent kidney disease in my how family. How are you so huge that... How are you so huge now? I mean, like, you're a big person. I know. You know, I think about if kidney disease... Because I have kidney disease... Blah, blah. I had kidney diseases until I was seven. Yeah. Um, there was a girl in our class who had kidney disease, and her name was Danielle, and she was like this big. I am 5'9". I used to be 5'10". I I'm can't claim that anymore. Too. I and shrunk. made me so sad when I went to the brain doctor, and they were like, you're 5'9". And I'm like, nah. At some point, by the way, we're going to do another episode on brain surgery, because they literally laid her head open. But that's They did. Issue. They totally opened up my head and peeled back my face. But I digress. But when I was born, my mom was so fucked up that she wasn't, I was three weeks early and in an incubator when I was born because my lungs weren't fully developed. And yet I went home before my mother did. Um, by the way, I was a nine pound preemie. I was still nine Nobody's pounds. Nobody's ever seen ounces. a nine, nine pound preemie. And no one had a 1972 either. But my older sister liked to say there was a four pound baby on one side and a five pound baby in another and combined weight in the middle. And everyone went, why the fuck is she there? But that was me. Uh, My head and my feet touched both ends of the incubator. But um, when I got home, dad had to do do the cooking. And dad had never done the cooking because my dad would work eight hours, farm eight hours during the day sleep three hours at night, work eight hours overnight for the railroad, and then sleep three hours in the morning and then start over again. And all of a sudden, mom was so sick and close to death, he had to start cooking. Close to death? That's crazy. Her kidneys almost took her out. Kidneys, if um, the only thing that takes out my mom's family, aside from diabetes, is the kidneys. This is going to be called The Random Show. It is going to be The Random Show. But you know, it's a good place for people to get um a good idea of what we are anyway we're not this random no we really aren't but you got to get to know us in episode one she's random yeah she's random i'm actually much more focused than she is she's pretty random yeah true story anyway i digress as is my habit um but when i was mom explained to dad to dad how to make fried chicken so my entire family mate had fried chicken to eat for three straight weeks until mom was well <laughs> enough that's to, all he knew how to make <laughs> that's all he knew how to make and the first week apparently um I'm, we're really shocked no one in the family got salmonella but the second two weeks the the next set of two weeks periods he made pretty damn good fried chicken but my family was so fucking sick of fried chicken after that that it was probably till i was like seven before they'd eat it again <laughs> anyway so, anyway, that's very you, but in a good way. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to drink the rest of this drink. So, in getting to know us, Gina comes from a really small town. Really small town. And she lived in one place her whole life, pretty much. Pretty much. For the first 18 years, I was in this town of fewer than a thousand people. I, on the other hand, came from a family that moved around a lot. Mm. My dad was 
in a position where he was moving up the ladder in his role in his industry and um so i was born in missouri and then we moved to cleveland ohio when my dad went to uh graduate school then we moved back to kansas city area and then we moved to um tulsa oklahoma wow and then we moved to seattle Wow. Yeah. And then we lived in Seattle for a couple years and then we moved Nirvana. to Jackson, Michigan. Lived in Jackson, Michigan for a few years. Mm. Then we lived in San Antonio. Which is where she met her ultimate awesome husband. The second one. The time she did really good. Um, then we moved to San Antonio, Texas. Which sounds awesome. I was actually in college. My parents sent me a newspaper clipping really yeah they sent me a newspaper clipping i was in college i was on the basketball team in college she's coordinated i'm so jealous i'm actually not coordinated (laughs) but i was on the basketball team but i was enjoying college my parents sent me newspaper clippings and said and they all said that they were moving to texas so we moved to san antonio and i moved with them and then they moved to that capital city in the Midwest. Which is where I happened to be going to college and yeah, law school. Good. Law school when we met. When you first moved out of your town. When I first moved out of my town, I thought this capital city, which really is kind of not the best, but it's the not best. the worst. It doesn't suck. It's better than some. other capital other cities. Not as good. It's like in the 40th percentile. I think of Midwestern capital cities. <laughs> There's like nine Midwestern capital cities. And it's in the 40th percentile. <laughs> anyway, we met there, which was phenomenal. But yes, I came from a very small town where... Um, I think that going capital to... city is pretty good. It is. It's better than one... There's a lot of stuff that happens there. It's better than one I regularly practice law in now, but it's not as good as some that I used to regularly practice. <laughs> you can't even say regularly. That I used to often practice law <laughs> in the past. Often. Thank you. I I know words. I ate the <laughs> So here's an information for you. An information. That's close not enough. Thing. It's close enough. You know, the longer we get into this and the more of the cocktail we drink, the worse it's going to be. So hang with us, loves. Dolls. So here's the thing. Um, today, we're together. Yes. Which is wonderful. Um, I, I so live much. in Texas. She lives in Missouri. Yeah. So a lot of times we won't be able to record together. But mm-hmm. today, we're recording together. I know. She's patting me on the head because I'm a Your puppy. Your head's so cute. I have a cute head. It's gigantic, but it's it adorable. Is. She does have a gigantic head. I do. I, my poor mother. You want to know what? what? Millie has the tiniest little head. Millie was a speck baby when she, she was born. She was a speck baby. She still has the tiniest little head. I the know. whole time she was growing, like oh. every time when... You know when doctors measure the baby's head? <laughs> she always had a head in the fifth percentile. Oh my gosh. Which is unusual because the thing is, that means her head is like in proportion with her body. Mm. So you know how kids have big heads and little bodies? Yeah. She did not. Whereas the doctors always said, my children were in the 115th percentile. <laughs> kids like were top heavy. They were. No wonder they're not coordinated. They're just like tipping over. I'm... Pretty much. Uh, my daughter is one of the most beautiful women I've ever seen in my entire life. But She's she, lovely. She is a bit of a bobblehead. She's a bobblehead. But in a good way. Oh, which brings us back. Yeah. Oh my gosh, the episode title. But in a good way. But in a good way. She literally said to me in a dressing room, that's very you, but in a good way. And I bought the dress, by the way, because if, yeah, if, if Jillian said it was good, I have fucking bought it because she's always right. Yeah, Again. yeah. And Gina's yeah. son, uh, he's <laughs> on the autism spectrum. Yes, and he's um, so fucking loyal and adorable and loving. He is. He's loving and loyal and adorable. And preachy. But, yeah, he really has some... Um, 
That's really noisy. Oh, sorry. I'll put he that really has some. Um, I need water or I'm going to be so hungover. Yeah, yeah. I digress. He but has he some, has some issues. issues. He's yeah. preachy as fuck. He's a vegetarian. He's an ethical vegetarian. He called me a chicken murderer for a full month when he first became a vegetarian. Yeah, that's not okay. It's not okay. We've had lots of talks with them, and my husband and I can finally eat meat in the house without being judged. I'm very blessed. At least without being obviously judged. Audibly judged. Yeah. Yes. I came up with the three-syllable word that made sense. Audibly. Poor Gina gets judged about a lot of things. She (laughs) drinks, she gets judged. She eats, she gets judged. (laughs) Yeah. Well, to be fair, on the eats, I used to weigh 330 pounds. Yeah. But I don't now, and I'm fucking banging. Yeah. <laughs> of course, you're even more banging. So. Not necessarily. I mean, just because I'm skinny. I'm a little too skinny, I think. No, we we went just shopping tonight, and I will admit there are moments I would like to feed you a sandwich. I would like I know to eat you, a sandwich. But she can't eat it. Long story. We'll get to that in a future That'll episode. be our next episode, I think. We'll I think talk so. about that next because I think it's important that you guys have an understanding of what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. Because it is, it was a, it, these are hard fought victories for us. And but hard fought choices. Yes. They were not easy choices. We make choices. Everybody makes choices. Yes. It's you, but in a good way. I know. And I, yeah, that, that really informed a lot of my sartorial choices throughout life oh you said sartorial that was really good i'm really proud of myself right now thank you fist bump um i know every once in a while i can be cogent while being drunk that's amazeballs i did another big word yes you did Ah! um uh, but there are ways to be fun be true to yourself and still be acceptable and not a total douchebag douchebag i think it's important i think it's important that you are i try very hard to be who i am and not i mean there's no bones about it i don't ever hide who i am nobody nobody is ever like i wonder what jillian's like yeah Nobody, Nobody ever is confused. Nobody ever wonders mm. what Jillian thinks. Nobody ever wonders what Jillian would do. Right. Nobody ever wonders if Jillian would support something. Because Jillian is front and center. Jillian will be like flat out, nope, that's stupid. <laughs> and she will. And she'll tell you. And you'll like it. Jillian um, has a shirt that says, absolutely, let's do it that way because that's the stupidest possible way and it's easier <laughs> for you. Oh, man, I swear she bought that for me um, because I did not come by it as natural. Jillian is one of the most self-assured people I've ever met. And I think that's one of the reasons I was so automatically attracted <laughs> to her because I was the opposite of self-assured. Um, really? Why was that? Oh, because I was a giant walking ball of anxiety. Why? I'm sure you noticed that. But why? You know, I don't know entirely that I will ever know why. And I still am a giant walking ball of anxiety. Because you're super smart, so why are you so anxious? You know? Just don't be. But I I don't know entirely why, but I was never self-assured. And maybe it's because I'm an Aspie. Maybe. That I never, I never felt like I fit in in the Gina's world. a little on the Aspie spectrum. Yeah, which go figure that my son is, because <laughs> you know, and if you've met his father, who insists he's not Aspie. Father's totally on the Aspie. He's an Aspie. Um, there is a lot of autism spectrum on my side of the family, and you know what? It makes us phenomenal. It teaches us to. Is Nina Aspie? She is not. Yeah, I don't think she is. No, she she's. I used to joke that, um, um, and she would sit there and get um, upset because her brother, I mean, her brother, is, he maxed out on his math scores on his assessment testing. <laughs> no, I saw that. It was nuts. So Nina sometimes would sit there and go, I'm never going to be as smart as my brother. And I said, but honey, you'll have friends. <laughs> 
And I don't say that be mean. I say that as someone who grew up with very few friends. I mean, now I look back and realize I had a lot of friends. But at the time, I really thought I had maybe one, two friends in grade school in particular. It got better when I got to high school. Then I'm like, okay, I've got probably five really awesome friends, which when you go to a high school, there's a total of 102 people. You have like nine people in your school. Five is a lot. I know. Well, my graduating class was like 26, unless you count pregnancies and infants, in which case I'd hit 30. That's gross. Yeah. Welcome to my life. Um, but Cows? Were they cows? They weren't cows. So I had cows. I've seen a cow jump at a gate. school? Not at the school. Well, except during the FFA princess tryouts. I was second runner-up. You were second runner-up for I was, FFA princess? I was second runner-up for FFA princess because I could pitch horseshit through a tire flawlessly. But when they did the interviews and they said, what would you do about drug abuse? And I basically said, legalize almost everything, but put regulations on it so that we can judge what people are doing. Because at the end of the day, you'll never get people to quit doing illegal drugs. That's when I dropped down to second. I'm positive that's what, because until then I was killing FFA princess. I didn't even know there was a such thing as FFA princess. Her face. That I'm... is totally you, but in a good way. I know. Thank you. There we are back again. I don't actually, well. actually, I'm going to take that back. I don't know if that's <laughs> you, but in a good way. It's just me. It's just you. There's no in a good way with that. There's no in a good way. no one could pitch. FFA princess. And I could pitch. Pitching horse shit. Through a tire. Through a tire. And Why through a tire? Just to see if you could aim it. And why is it important to aim horse shit? I, it was just one of the tests they did. I also had to like look and make. That's a real thing. That's a real thing. I also had to look and make certain scientific slash medical observations about a sheep with lockjaw. What? (laughs) I shit you not. And I had to do. How does a sheep. What? Because it was farming, and I had wait, to do wait, a gun wait, safety wait, course. Wait, 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 no, 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 <laughs> I felt so wait. bad for that little lamb. Wait. It was dying. Stop. Lockjaw is fucking serious. Don't you get lockjaw from it stepping on a rusty nail? Yeah, which I have done in my life, too, but I had tetanus shots regularly, even though so I had allergic relations. the sheep have tetanus? The sheep had tetanus. My mom had a cousin who died of tetanus. You can die from that? You can die from that. Because her jaw locked up and she ended up... And she couldn't eat or what? She couldn't eat and <laughs> I'd, have to, I'd have to ask my mother about the specifics. But Wait, does when... she starve or what? She's... I don't know if she starved or it was Wait, the fever or what it was. What? You can die from tetanus. That's why you have to get tetanus shots. I got a tetanus shot in 2015. Is that close enough? That's close enough. I think they're like seven years nowadays. Oh. So 2022, though, you got to get Wait, another shot. Wait, what about sheep? How do sheep get locked jaw? Well, they're mammals. Step on nails? Mm, I don't know entirely. You... I don't think wait, they stepped on a nail. Wait, wait. <laughs> I did not realize it was going to open this entire line of conversation. Wait, wait, wait. No. Pitch horseshit through a tire <laughs> and talk about yeah. sheeps with locked jaw? Yeah, and then talked about drug, what I would do personally about drug abuse, which was legalize it and regulate it. All that it. stuff is related how? It's not. I don't understand. But it's how you become FFA princess, oh which I did God. not, which I did not do successfully. But my friend M won it the next year because she gave. I, I'm positive it was the drug abuse answer I gave because I was very feeling very jaded in 1989. And I was like, you know, people are going to fucking do drugs. Do you guys even understand what's happening right now? I don't understand it. And this is my life. And this is why I am who I am. This is your life, Gina Biggs. I know, right? It's awesome. So, But I'm me. But in a good way. In a good way. In a good way. I'm going to pretend. That's the craziest shit I've ever heard. I know. That's a real thing. That's a real thing. All that is real. I... Shit, you know, I can get my junior year. Actually, it would have been 1988, not 1989. I guess it was my junior year. 1988 is when I graduated from high school. That's nuts. 
but that that was my junior year and not my senior year but i will bring That's you insane my yearbook and show all you all that sh- all of what you just said sounds like made up stuff i know but it wasn't i grew up and I loved growing up on the farm. I fell out of a fuck ton of trees because I grew up on an orchard. I fell, I fell out, out, of out of trees all the time. I fell out of trees. I hit, I literally hit every branch on the way down. I got Dude. a really bad cut underneath my chin. Oh no. Did I tell you about my broken nose? I'm sure I did when I had sinus surgery when I was 30. Oh, I remember when you had sinus surgery. Yeah. They um, had to correct a deviated septum, which apparently was deviated because I broke my nose several times as a child and never got it to the, go to the doctor to have it set. And I asked my mom, did I break my nose as a kid? And my mom almost cried because she felt so horrible about it. She goes, you know, it must have been when you fell out of trees because you fell out of a lot of trees growing up. And if we'd taken you, taken you to the doctor every time, we would have gone bankrupt. <laughs> I believe that. <laughs> yeah. I got to say, Dina <laughs> is like the klutziest person. Oh, like, my Lord. By far the klutziest person I've ever known. She's yeah. knocked herself out <laughs> with, the table with a table leg. And one time she gave herself whiplash standing up too fast. Okay, back to the table leg. I have to out myself as a massive geek. The reason I knew I was only out for 30 seconds was because I'd seen the X-Files episode before. Uh And I remembered the scenes. And it was one where an alien was being transported via train. And when I woke up, the train was still on screen. So I knew it couldn't have been more than 30 seconds that I was out. Okay, you're lame. (laughs) I know, and it's me, and that's not in a good way. Um, but yeah, oh, and the whiplash she ended up she stood up too fast, and she gave herself whiplash, and she called me, and she was like, I can't, I can't move my neck at all. I really need help. Okay. Can you take me to the doctor? And I'm like, yeah, I'll take you yeah. to the doctor. To be fair, I was... <laughs> I was with my daughter, who is only four years old at the time. She's turning 20 this year, and I'm fucking flipping out. She's four years old, and we were playing at the playground, and she (laughs) ran under some playground equipment, and I stood up too fast, and I hit my neck, the back of my neck. Yep, yep. And the next day, I went to my sister's for lunch, and I sat back against the dining room chair, and I'm like, you know what? That hurts a little bit. I'm kind of surprised. And then the next morning I woke up, which was a Monday morning, and I could not turn my head to drive. She which was is so upset, and she called me. She's <laughs> like, I can't move my head. Can you take me to the doctor? And they looked at my back and said, this is really swollen. We're not sure the vertebrae isn't broken. So they yeah. had to x-ray it. And I felt like the <laughs> biggest dumbass in the face of the earth. She's like, it's not broken. It's just whiplash. <laughs> and that was shortly after I had met my now husband. Who yeah. she introduced me to. So funny. And I told him what was going on. And he goes, should I buy you a bubble wrap suit? And I'm like, it <laughs> might be a wise investment. It's a good call. It's I know. Call. He was smart. See, that's why I like him. He gets me. Anyway, so you, but in a good way. And here's what I was going to come back to on that. What I learned on why you should be true to yourself. Okay. And I, I think I've told you this before, but just in case. So I, as I mentioned before, I'm an attorney. I don't I think you mentioned that before. <laughs> I think you just said you work for a corporate. I don't think okay. you said that. So I'm an attorney. And, you know, that's going to come up a lot because I'm kind of a badass attorney, but in a good she way. She is a badass attorney. Cool. Um, but, so start over. Okay. So here's why be yourself, but in a good way is good. Because I know that when I'm myself, it's not always in a good way. And I That's own that. true. That's true. I can completely own that. But this is why you still have to be true to yourself in so many ways. When I was a corporate attorney for a prior company, there was a new boss man who came in and there was a big cultural shift. And there was very much a shift towards be this type of attorney. Go in, rip them to shreds, and show them who's boss. As you may or may not barracuda kind of thing. Yes. As you may or may not have surmised from the content of this thus far, I'm not necessarily a barracuda. No. I'm a goofball. She's a goofball. I'm incredibly intelligent. I'll own that. Yeah. But I am not a bad I'm I'm not a badass in the traditional sense. She's not a beat you up badass. Right. When I tried to be a badass, I bombed the worst I've ever bombed in cross-examination in my life. I made an idiot out of myself to the point where when the guy said, when I said, well, that's a bit ambiguous, he goes, no, it's not. And I'm like, what the, what do you mean it's not? Of course it is. 
And at one point he goes, well, no. And I looked at him and said, no, like you're wrong. And I made an idiot out of myself and I felt like a moron. Worst cross-examination of my life. Next time I cross-examined the same witness, I was polite as shit. I was little miss. Oh, well, could you read paragraph uh, three of this for me, please? And how does that compare with your prior testimony? Oh, I thought so. Completely fucking wrong. Were you referring to these such and such, very specific detail that I should not have known or he didn't think I knew, but I knew because I know everyone in my industry? Oh, and it shook him even more. I was incredibly polite. I was sweet, but I knew my shit. And he was so rattled, he went out into the parking lot afterwards and was pounding his fist into his forehead because he was so... I took him down and I did it all in fewer than 10 minutes. There you go. I dissected him and it was because I was true to myself. Yeah, but I bet you didn't do it wearing a stupid looking flower dress. Oh, hell no. I did it wearing a fucking power suit. And, oh, I was eight months pregnant at the time. Go you. So it was giant-ass maternity pontinit pants and a pontinit jacket. But you know what? It was comfy. and I bet it looked good. So. Awesome. So that was my badass. That was my moment of badassery. I don't really get many of those. Oh, hell yeah, you see. No, I actually don't. The thing I get now in my job is where the thing so, I get now is where the people who work for me say things like I really appreciate the things you do I appreciate how you listen to me which for me is really affirming but is surprising because I wouldn't really think that I'm that kind of person but I could have told you for years you were that kind of person because that's why my life is so much better because you've been directing me through so much of it. But did I do that by listening to you? I think you listened to me and you observed... Uh, pardon me. <laughs> you observed what I could be and what I was meant to be as opposed to this extraneous stuff I relied on as a character trait which I didn't need to rely on, and you drew out what I absolutely could have been. Like the essential Gina? You have a talent for picking out the essential of someone and amplifying it. Mm. And I kid you not, you really do. Well, that would be cool. (laughs) And accurate, thank you, because I'm smart, don't forget. (laughs) True story, you're smart. True story, I'm smart. I own it. And you're wise, which I think in a lot of ways is more important. Than yeah? Smart. Yeah. I don't think I'm wise. You're wise. No way, man. Because intellect can be awesome, but if you don't have wisdom with it, you're going to flail in this world. And you are both both intellectual and wise. Whenever somebody says flail, you know what I think of? What? Somebody like falling and going like... Ah, with their arms okay. like flying around in the in the air. Well, who said it? Uh, us, Drew. You fall a lot. Yeah, so appropriate. Do you move your arms like that, like ah. I'm in the sh- air. I'm sure I do, which is probably why I haven't broken them because they go spaghetti flying in the air. <laughs> so I've never broken a bone. Can you believe that? Except my nose, but that's cartilage. There's bones there too. Yeah, but I only ever broke the cartilage. Okay. Okay. You can't break cartilage. Well, I smushed it. Smushed the cartilage. And anyway, I digress. So you underestimate yourself, is right. my point. Anyway. Well, I think that's probably enough for us for today. We've had a good show. We have had a good show. Rambling, but you've learned a lot about us, and you need, you need to get used to this shit if you're going to keep with us. That's kind of how we roll. Yeah. We're pretty random. Yeah. So you've learned a lot about why we think it's important to be you, but in a good way. That's right. And um, and Jillian is the type of person who can bring that out in you in case you want any life coaching. I don't do life coaching. No, but she should. But listen mm-hmm. to us, because when you listen to her talk about stuff, just do what she says. I swear to God, it'll be the right it's thing. It's a true story. I'm much. I'm really always right. Yeah. I um, hence the name, and I'm never right, which is why I rely on her to steer me in the right direction. That's a true story. Yeah. 
she picked out my second husband for me, and it was brilliant. We already talked about that. That's true. Good point. We'll give more of that story later. Yeah, it's a cute story. But we really do thank you for joining us today Mm -hmm. on our very first podcast. We'll probably get better as we go along. Yeah, I'm sure we will. But you needed to get to know us, even if it was in a rambling, incoherent, drunken manner. Kind of random. But we're kind of random. She's a little more random than I am. I think I could be a little more focused than her. And I should shut up more and just let her lead because she's right. I just watch her. (laughs) She just goes. Yeah. But thank you for joining us. We really appreciate your time. Mm. We hope you enjoyed this time with us and we hope that you'll continue to join us. Mm -hmm. We're going to try to do this every couple weeks. Yeah. um, With a new episode. And we hope that mm-hmm. you will enjoy mm-hmm. it each and every time. Because we're going to get into pretty we're going to get into some pretty deep issues for our age group, and we're gonna we're gonna I'm gonna drink so we loosen our tongues. So, you said for our age group, for our age group, I know. But we're gonna drink so I loosen so we loosen our tongues. Okay, so I loosen my tongues, and we get to some real deep nitty gritty shit. Yeah, because nitty gritties. We got nitty gritties. Well, because we're going to be hitting, like we said earlier, parents aging, um, divorces, co-parenting with that jerk. Co-parenting with idiots. Yeah. Idiot jerks and douchebags and sticks. Yeah. We've got all kinds of stuff to talk with you guys about and things that probably you go through Mm -hmm. too. Career highs, career lows. Shit that HR never told you about. Oh my Lord. You don't even know. Oh my god. Holy shit. It's unreal. Yeah. So, but we're going to hit lots of things. And we'll have guest people on sometimes. Mm-hmm. We are. I've already got one planned, which, okay, it's my daughter, but I don't care. She's got one fucking amazing story. She's got story some nightmare stories. Yeah. But she's turned into a really quality human she's being. She's actually kind of badass. She is badass. She's my tough ass bitch. You wouldn't even believe she came out of this kid. I know, because she's way tougher than I am. She really is. Yeah. See, I admire her. Someday I'll grow up to be like my daughter. (laughs) Anyway, no, Judy Dunch is my dream, but anyway. She'd be pretty cool. I could be be Judy Dunch. Duty Gent. Duty Gent. I could totally fucking be Duty Gent. You could be. I could be. And you could be Melon Heron. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Anyway, I'll shut up now. So thank you for joining us today. I'm Jillian Farrell. I'm Gina Biggs. Thank you for joining us on our podcast. Always. Never. Right.